In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. It's The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Mike Ball. I really am rugged with him. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try backing up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. Yeah. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm proning. When you're not shooting me, I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell by the unfolding lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Save me from those double bogey blues. Kunkla, Kalunga. Which means the team's all together, sort of, except for that other guy who's actually running the team. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. So we, <laughs> we are broadcasting live from the Dogwood Golf Club, Austell National. Here in uh, Austell, no one actually calls it Austell National except the cool people. But we are every, sort of in Austell, sort of in Mableton, sort of in Powder Springs. I think we're 400 yards away from about three different zip codes, but we're, uh, we're glad to have you. I'm Brian Katrick. Ollie Dean is sitting here with me. It is Member Member Weekend. Member Member Weekend at Dogwood Golf Club. Ollie Dean and I are Member Member Champions here in the past. Twice. Two-time Member Member Champions. Derek Thomas running the board back at the mothership. The, he never gets to go anywhere cool. Derek, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's part of the business. I used to be, get to go to a lot of cool places, but you know, it's it's. I'm nice and comfortable in our beautiful palatial uh, studios here at uh, Dickey Broadcasting. Yes, uh, we're getting very very close. By the way, should have told both of you guys this before the show started. Um, uh, that we're getting very close to being out at Fairway Social. Very excited about uh, that for y'all. Uh, we may have a special guest joining us right now. My son had a headset on, but I'm going to kick him off the air because sitting down right now, very, very, very shortly, sitting down right now, my current four-ball partner, or my, my current member-member partner, Henry, help him out there with uh, that, just on backwards, just change the ears there. Uh, our next guest is the current defensive backs coach at Ole Miss. He is a former standout at Florida State, an NFL star, the man that invented the Lambeau Leap, and the leader of this golf tournament. 
It is awesome. Everybody say hello to Terrell Buckley. Terrell, how are you? How you doing? But the leader is that's that's you now. We are you're the leaders. The yes, we are. Yeah, it's but a team doing event. The to work. This, no, it's no, a team no. event. Ollie and I won this. We know how it goes. This twice. is twice. No pressure. And we won it twice. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> yes, uh, man. Uh, I'll, uh, Terrell Buckley, by the way, you're the Ray Judice interview of the month. Just so you know. Well, I appreciate it. We didn't that. even know you were coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how are we doing on time? I see Team 1A is getting loaded up. Yes. All right. So yes. We're, we're on we're the team. Early, <laughs> earlier than yesterday. What happened? Why, of all times, JR, I needed, I needed JR to be delayed. Yes. Yes. What's, uh, what's life like for you? Tell everybody. You're, you're coaching over there at Ole Miss? Yes. I'm over at, uh, in Oxford right now uh, enjoying it uh, uh, post-COVID. Uh, I think what we did last year was pretty good. I think this year is going to be a special year for us. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, trying to keep players healthy. I, I touched with the with the program, was, was in touch heavily, was involved over at Kennesaw State broadcasting their games. You're talking about changing room assignments. Yes. You know, you can't have all the offensive linemen traveling together, eating together, because if one of them come, you know, tests positive, you lose your entire offensive line. What was it like for you guys? Yeah, we, we had to meet. Uh, we had to use the whole stadium. Uh, we couldn't meet in the room together, like you just said. Uh, room and rise. If somebody had, they had to go stay at a different hotel. So we we made the best of it. I think that's what we do as as athletes, as entertainers, as business people. You make the adjustments, and the people that don't make the adjustment, they struggle. Why? How did you get into golf? You're. you're by the way, people need to know this. Uh, Terrell Buckley can play. He's scratch player. Plays great. We're winning this thing. Makes birdies. Hits it forever. How did you catch the golf bug? It was uh, 1999. Uh, Miami Dolphins had a charity event, and like to help. And I went out and obviously had uh, denim shorts on. Didn't know anything about it, and was playing with uh, playing as a celebrity, playing in a, against some. I don't even know who it was, but they were talking about how tough golf was and, and was trying to show me everything to do. And and throughout that conversation, I asked them, how long had they been playing? And it was uh, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, let me let me see, because I know I can be better than those guys. <laughs> so I love that. That's kinda, it was kind of a competitive thing where I didn't want to go. To the, to the events and embarrass myself. It's such a funny story. Um, I didn't play golf until I got to college, and I went out and played with some buddies in college, and they wore me out, and I knew I was a better athlete than they were. Um, I played them in other sports, and there was no way that they should be beating me, and I literally just went and hit golf balls until I could beat them. Right on. That's, that's kind of my, that's my story. Yeah. That's, that's it. Competitive people don't like to lose. No, and, 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 and I'm going to work at it. Yeah. Did you ever play golf with Sterling Sharp? Not we've played with each other. I talked to Sterling two weeks ago. He's a great player. Yes, I'm trying to get him. I, I want to, like I was telling BK, I like to test my game. I like to see very good golf. I like to see where I'm at, where I can improve at, and then go work on it. That'd be a good test. I was fortunate to play with him twice in a celebrity tournament over in Daniel Island mm-hmm. outside of Charleston, and uh, he can play. Yes. It's- Long way and give you the needle the entire oh, yes. eighteen holes. Well, I'm used to that. Course. I'm used to that. Yeah, and he's good at it. All right, Henry is going to get our cart. 
Team is 1A. Right here. I got it. I oh, got you it. got it. All right. I got it. Already. We've lost him. So Team 1A is in the fairway, so mm-hmm. we've got like another minute before we have to head back out there. Uh, there, there goes Henry looking for it. He's now look that that's his his little expression of frustration. Eighteen year old kid doing the right thing. He's like, Dad just sold me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you're ready to go. Ready to go. Okay. Hey, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. There you go. I'm learning a lot about this man's competitive it's all about drive. Preparation. Well, he good luck this year. Serious competitor. Thank you. Competitor. Thank you. Uh, High I think expectations it's be good. over in Oxford and on all sales, and I think it's deserved. I think we should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even get to talk any football. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> Who cares about that right now? Right? Derek? <laughs> They're leading the member member. They don't want to talk about football. Exactly. Right yes. You want to go get this trophy. Go get them, guys. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Terrell. You. That's Terrell Buckley. I'm going to hang here for just a second. If one of us gets to the tee, then both of us are officially at the tee. So he's going to be there. And uh, and I can look out. The fairway's not clear. So, uh, Henry, have a seat. Actually, Henry's going to sit here. Well, we'll figure it all out. Uh, all right, so you and Derek met last week. You we guys get to do a golf show now. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Ollie, Isn't that... chill me out, come out. You know, I'm just going to do this remote. I'm going to stay with you for about 15 minutes, and then I'm going to leave you with a, a board that you've never seen before. <laughs> I'm going to head to the first tee, play golf with one of the best defensive backs in history, and uh, have fun. Yeah, yeah, I hope, it, hope you enjoy your biscuit that I didn't even buy you. Brian, how did he, uh, or Henry, how did he teach you how to swim? Did you just throw you in the <laughs> middle of the lake there? My Uncle Art threw me into the lake. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. It's not true. That is true. It is true. I think there's, uh, there's, there's just m- the lake. film of it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you guys, have, uh, you guys have a lot to talk about. Uh, PGA Championship's coming up next week. We got we got the Champions Tours here at TPC Sugarloaf. Uh, the PGA Tour is actually out on the golf course as we speak. So, uh, Derek, lots to get to. But honestly, I think the audience really wants to hear how Ollie and I won this golf tournament all those years ago. <laughs> so seems, I'll leave you to it. Seems like yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think it's way too early to take a break, too, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Derek, you're in charge. i got to run to the tee. Me and Terrell have a trophy to win. That's what I'm talking about, BK. Go get them. Uh, thanks, man. Have fun, man. Former, I mean, how many times? Ollie, so you guys, did you guys win it just once with you and BK or multiple times? No, we were fortunate to win the scratch division twice. Um, and uh, then I won it another time with another member out here. And what um, about BK? Has BK Bobby. won it without you? I believe he has once. Okay, so we just um, got member. Today will be his second. So many titles around. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Member, member, Smyrna Opens. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, BK's got quite a busy uh, celebrity schedule here around uh, around Metro Atlanta. But uh, great to have Mr. Terrell Buckley on there with us. So that's, that's yeah. so cool to hear about a guy who just, and it's so funny, you know, we, we've all played with our friends who, you know, are just starting out maybe. Or been to the range with a guy, and oh, you you just keep saying, no, it's so hard, you know. Don't 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 get discouraged after a couple of months if you're not that good. It takes years, and then I just love a guy like Terrell Buckley who's like, screw that, I can do this, and he just just decides that he's going to do it. And, and I know I like the way he said, or even the way you said about it. Just I just hit balls until I got better than everybody else that I wanted to be better than. Yeah, and obviously an incredible athlete, um, and. Yeah, I think even just in the limited time that we had to talk to him, you just sense the drive that he has, and obviously he's bringing that to coaching now. But if you've got that drive and athletic ability, um, you can accomplish great things in a short period of time. Um, and he's obviously doing it. Scratch golfer after playing golf for only you know handful of years. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
Beautiful to hear. Well, uh, as BK said, we've got a lot to get to. Um, PGA Championship is coming up. We've got some U.S. Open news. We've got some college golf news. Uh, A local tournament to talk about for uh, some of the older players here around. We're going to get to all of it right here on the golf show. Myself, Derek Thomas, and with uh, uh, Ollie Dean as Brian Catrick goes out and looks for another member-member championship. Let's see what he can do. We'll talk about it all next on the golf show on the fan 680 93.7 FM. In today's fast paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Two of Atlanta's best golf experts right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of the Golf Show with Brian Katrick and Mike Paul. Presented by Mizuno, Atlanta's hometown premium performance sports brand on Atlanta's Sports Station. The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We are back on the Golf Show. Brian Katrick, your your main host, out on assignment there with his friend uh, Terrell Buckley. They are at the Dogwood member member, and I literally just teed off. I, you guys can see the first tee box. We oh. can, and actually can see down the first fairway. It looks like they're about sixty yards short of the first green and one, and uh, playing up to the uh, flag, which looks like it's cut in traditional Sunday placement back right. Very nice. That is nice to hear. Well, we should introduce our good friend. Uh, is now joining us. He is the uh, the head pro up there at Dogwood, Mr. J.R. Ross. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hey, great to be here. Love it. So you know, Jr. Every time I pull into this parking lot, did you remember the movie The Hustler? Oh, absolutely. So when Fast Eddie Felson finally tracks down Minnesota Fats and yes. he goes into this iconic pool room to challenge him, and he, he goes up to the counter and he says, no bar? And the guy looks at him and says, no bar, no pinball machines, no bowling alley, just pool. That's this right. is Ames, mister. Absolutely. That's what I think about Dogwood. When you come in here, I think, you know, no tennis courts, no ballroom, no just fluff. golf. There just, you go. Just golf. This is the Dogwood. That's, abs- that's an absolutely great analogy of this place, Ollie. That's well, beautiful right. here. Huh. Guys, we're going to get into talk a little bit about the uh, about the course and things that are set up. But coming up in just a few minutes, uh, we got to we got to know this guy hasn't won a major title in seven years. Can he really be the favorite for the next one? I think you know who we're talking about. But we'll talk about it next after. Let's get to uh, who's driving. And now it's time for who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, we're in who's driving. Usually we talk about Tiger Bryson here. But I'll talk about our listeners. I bet we have at least a few listeners who are driving right now, maybe up 85, headed out to TPC Sugarloaf to check out the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. 
That is the uh, the champions, the PGA Tour champions. I'm going to get that right. PGA Tour champions. That is the name of the tour. Uh, yeah, out there in Duluth, Georgia, just just up the road. So yeah, from here I just hop over 285, head up 85. We're there. Uh, always a great leaderboard at, at this tournament. Uh, Paul Goidos, your leader by one over Mr. Billy Andrade. A few others, um, just a few back there at uh, at six under. Guys, you get a chance to check out any of the Mitsubishi Electric Classic? A little bit. Uh, Paul Goidos is one of my favorite interviews in all of golf. Um, I remember when he won TPC Sawgrass and probably had some of the greatest one-liners leading into Sunday when I think he took on Sergio. Um, And, uh, yeah, so Paul Goidos, great for the game, Um, great leaderboard. Billy Andred plays a lot of golf here locally. Um, I think he's played out of Capital City Club. So we've got a little local flavor to the local tournament and uh, exciting to see how that finishes up today. Absolutely. Should be a great day for golf. Sunny out, 80 degrees. Tough to beat. And a great course. And a great golf course. Well, yeah, speak- I've enjoyed playing it out there. Speaking of uh, great courses, uh, as we say, we know uh, Mr. Ross, the head pro out there at Dogwood. JR, please. <laughs> oh, excuse me. JR Ross. Old, old, old J- good old JR. It makes me think of uh, Jim Ross, too. Um, yeah. Mr. Uh, excuse me. JR is the head pro out there at uh, out there at Dogwood. It's got to be. It, golf has gone through. I want to say a transitional period. It's been a fun period. It's been a weird period. It's been good. It's been bad. What has been? What has it been like for you guys? You in particular, as a head pro, uh, running a golf course through a pandemic. Uh, well, you know, first, obviously, like everyone else, when. You know, the pandemic started. No one knew what to expect, probably in life, any business. And uh, golf was no exception. I mean, it was no secret that golf was definitely on the decline before that. Golf courses were closing everywhere. And uh, and it, it slowed down greatly. And lo and behold, with uh, nothing else that you could do outside or anywhere other than pretty much golf or walking on your own, it was a huge resurgence in golf. Uh, we went from you know playing maybe 100 rounds a day to playing 210 rounds a day, and and it, and it wasn't just us. I mean, it was everywhere. Yeah, was it more regional? Um, I know the South, uh, the golf courses opened early and play increased, but there was some challenges for PGA members in different parts of the country. Yeah, because they were locked down. I mean, we we were fortunate to be in a state where you know we did, we did, we never had a shutdown. We just kept we just kept going. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, my comment was uh, the only thing that's been better for golf than Tiger Woods was COVID. <laughs> it's been crazy. Now, as a PGA pro, obviously a big week coming up um, for the organization with the major championship coming to Kiwa Island. What does that tournament mean to a member of the PGA of America? You know, I, I think the first uh, professional I worked for back in Ohio, he, I didn't understand it. You know, I mean, I knew it was a major, uh, but... You know, he was a PGA member. I was just getting into the program, and he kind of said, "Hey, this is our sex. This is our championship. This is this is what it's about." And uh, I was actually one of the most memorable ones ever. Was uh, in I think it was in '86 when when Tway hit it in out of the bunker to uh, make Greg Norman a hard luck loser in another major. And uh, Inverness is just a, such a traditional great golf course. Ali, I know you, you spent a lot of time in Ohio, so it's. Uh, it's a lot of good golf courses in Ohio, and Inverness is no uh, 
backseat to any golf course. Yeah, I think Inverness is, is one of the true classic um, design golf courses in all of America. And, and as a, a former Buckeye. Um, You're always have, a Buckeye, never that former. Is true. That is true. Former living in Ohio yeah. Buckeye. Uh, there's a lot of great courses up there. Firestone, um, Canterbury, just a, yeah. a ton of great golf courses as well. So um, have you ever tried to qualify for the PGA event through the as I, as I tell everyone, back in the day when I got out of college, I played a couple of small tours down in Florida, and I could have maybe uh, fed, a ham, uh, fed a family of hamsters maybe three times a week with, with the checks I would have made. So I think my stroke average was like 70.3, which is not bad, but when uh, the other guys are shooting 66s and 7s, yeah. So I realized at that point in time, uh, my my future in this business was teaching, and and uh, I still still like to play and compete, but uh, at that level, no chance. Let's talk about teaching a little bit. Um, obviously, I know from being a member out here in the past that junior golf is very very important to this club. Obviously, very important to the PGA of America to bring young golfers into the game. Um, you've got a very successful PGA Junior League. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, and that's another resurgence that you know, happened last summer. I mean, the program out here, when I came six years ago, there, there wasn't a lot. And uh, I've been doing junior golf camps at the time. Uh, I was doing them for Nike and U.S. sports camps. And last year, with uh, again, with COVID, they decided not to do any camps across the board in any of the sports that they do. And uh, our PGA, our PGA of America is doing junior golf camps. And I just switched everything over to them. And uh, my camps were all full last summer. Uh, I see a total resurgence in golf among juniors because it was really dying on that in that regard as well. I mean, I think a lot of the juniors, you know, lacrosse has gotten big. Soccer, obviously, here is really big. Um, but golf uh, made a comeback, and I think a lot of that had to do with, with the baseball season for a lot of the kids last summer not happening or to the effect that they were playing before. They turned to golf, and, you know, they're still busy. I mean, they're still playing golf. So it's a good thing to see that they started playing and they're enjoying playing and they've returned to the game. And I think the PGA Junior League specifically is one of the, the greatest things I've seen. It's a team format. I mean, people can come of all skill levels. Um, it's it's a low-stress introduction to the game. It's not like it's an AJGA event where you know, you've got helicopter moms and dads. Talk yeah. a little bit about that and the success that's that's been for you. You're right, Ollie. It's it's a great it's a great format. It's like a little league for golf, and and you said it right. I mean, it's it's a very low intimidation for someone that's just getting into the game. Um, we've had a successful program here. I've got uh, two junior golfers, uh, twins Sam and Annika Gomiak, who are actually on the second hole right now with uh, Brian Katrick and Terrell Buckley. Couple they're, strokes off the lead. Couple strokes off the lead. They're 14. They're playing. They're playing in the big boys division. Uh, they're back there on the blue tee boxes, and they shot two under par yesterday. So. I'm very proud of them. I've been teaching them since they were about eight years old, and you know they were—they really helped me get the program going out here, and it's been great because you know I've had very fortunate when they were on the team, they would take the six and seven and eight-year-old beginner with them in their groups, playing in their matches, and uh, they, they'd kind of foster them and teach them kind of what golf was all about, and never complained when they hit a bad shot or missed a shot. That's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the Junior PGA League. I mean, Brian's, Brian's son, Henry, and his sister, Lucy, were part of that program, too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a great program. The PGA, I think, did, got it right on that one and tried to introduce the game in a non-intimidating team factor.
I think that's important. Derek, when did you start playing golf? I started. I was lucky enough. I had a dad that uh, was into the game and an older brother, both of whom were uh, into the game. So I really started playing at a young age, um, I guess around eight. Yeah, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, out at Summit Chase in Snellville, Georgia. Got to win the uh, junior championship just a few times, just to brag. But uh, I, I, I didn't play. I, I, I enjoyed the game very much and um, was, was lucky enough to, to learn from my dad and brother. But then I, as I got older, I made the terrible mistake of thinking I could play football and baseball. Um, and this is radio, so people don't see me. I'm all, all 150 pounds of me. I, I, didn't, I probably wasn't going to cut it as a football player as much as I thought I would. So I, I didn't play as much golf. I played a lot more team sports through middle school and high school. And honestly, it's something that I regret very much. Uh, but then I kind of got back into it in college, and then I actually really honestly got didn't really get serious about the game until just about five years ago in, in terms of really trying to be a good golfer rather than just you know going out there and hanging out with my friends on a Saturday. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I started playing a long time ago, but I didn't really get serious about the game until just a few years ago. Yeah, my exposure to golf the first time, my first job ever, was a caddy at Avon Oaks Country Club, which JR's not has had a great golf course that I had no idea was a great golf course. They've had a bunch of qualifiers for U.S. Amateur, U.S. Open qualifiers, U.S. Mid-Am qualifiers. Um, So a lot of my friends were having a summer job. Let's go out and caddy. I knew nothing about the sport, literally nothing. I knew I had to carry the bag. You know, they take you through a tutorial and they're like, just pay attention to how far people are hitting their clubs because they may ask you during the round your opinion. I'm like, I hope nobody asked my opinion, <laughs> but you know, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm following my guy out. I'm carrying this big, huge leather bag back in the day, dragging it around the course. And, uh, the guy, I didn't know it at the time. But he was a terrible golfer. Uh, every time he hit a tee shot, he popped it up, you know, idiot Mark on his club, went about 150 yards so he's having a miserable day we finally get to this par three and he turns to me and he's like well i don't know what to hit what do you think i should hit well it just so happened the hole was 150 yards so without missing a beat excitedly i grab his driver and hand it to him i said you've been hitting this 150 yards all day that's great and literally the playing partners rolled out on the ground laughing i had no idea what was so funny the player did not talk to me for the end of the round didn't tip me at all but the other guys probably did they did i think i made more money than any other caddy that day and uh, i think they tried to get me back on the course as much as possible that's great awesome so we talked briefly about the pga championship coming up and, Mm -hmm. and kind of the role it plays as a pga of america member um thoughts on the tournament yeah, I mean, the, the field, I always look at the field there that, you know, in the majors, I mean, and it's changed recently, as we know, because a lot of guys are winning the Masters, the first, you know, first-time players and stuff like that, because uh, the you know, competition in the, the world of golf, these, these guys are so good at such a young age. But, you know, the, the PGA has always, to me, has been lately that that's the guy that's, if you're going to win a major that have never won another major or played well, that's the guy that can come from nowhere and win that tournament. I mean, just look at the last several years. I mean, a lot of first-time winners in that event. Yeah, Colin Morikawa most recently, uh, yeah. first-time major winner. Uh, it's an interesting 
feel to me um, in trying to handicap it. You know, you got Brooks Kepka, obviously perennial favorite in any major, but not playing his best golf. Sure. Uh, Ricky Fowler gets a special exemption into the tournament. Unfortunately, he missed the cut again this weekend. Yep. So not playing very strongly. And conversely, Jordan Spieth, a guy who was off the map for a long time, is finding his way back to the he top got the of the leaderboard. He out again, didn't he? He did. And, and if he could play the 18th hole at the Byron Nelson every day, I think uh, he'd be the favorite to win any tournament. I think he's had two walk-off eagles in the he last has. two I days think, there. Well, he would be 36 under par after each he would round. Be. So <laughs> yes. That'd yeah. be pretty good. Speaking of, you, you mentioned the odds. i got to pay off our tees. Uh, your, your favorite, and I'm not going to argue against it, he won last week. Everybody knows what he can do. Roy McIlroy, he's your favorite at Kiowa Island. Last time they played at Kiowa Island, he won like by 112 strokes. So there's reason for him to be the favorite. I just have to say, can a guy who hasn't won a major in seven years really be considered the favorite to win this tournament? I think he can. Um, when you consider that when he plays his best, I, I think it would be hard to argue that he is not the greatest golfer on the planet currently. Um, now, he has not played his best in a long time. Yeah, that win last week was his first win in 18 months, just to be clear. Yeah, um, but he's with a new coach. Um, I think he's starting to ingrain some of those things that that they are trying to do to be more competitive over four days. And even though he hadn't won in 18 months, he put together some great rounds. He just couldn't keep it consistent for the tournament. And, and JR knows this as well as anybody. Golf's about managing your mistakes, mm. and it's tough to manage um, a low, quick hook. Are you so trying to say that JR makes a lot of mistakes on a golf course? What are you trying to say there, Ellie? I'm Pro- saying, probably in my life. I'm <laughs> saying JR corrects a lot of mistakes <laughs> on the driving range of a lot of members. Um, and obviously, I think going to the fade, um, which Dustin Johnson did years ago and suddenly was winning major championships, I think that's going to bode really well. And how do you not have a bunch of confidence winning at a very tough golf course up in Charlotte? Uh, going to a tournament and a site that, mm-hmm. Derek, to your point, you won by nine shots the last time you were there, eight or nine shots. So I think he's got a lot of confidence. I think he's got confidence in the changes he's making in his golf swing. And and right now, nobody else is really stepping up um, besides maybe Jordan Spieth to, to really stamp themselves as a favorite heading into that tournament. Yeah, you mentioned Rory winning on a tough track last week. It doesn't get much easier next week out there at Kiowa Island. Just looking around, it's going to be playing around 7,800, 7,850 yards. Uh, and that's the, at sea level. That, yeah. It, 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 I just can't even imagine even trying to step foot on this golf course. The slope rating is out of this world. The wind, uh, I, I just you don't want to deal with it. It is not a friendly track. But let me ask you guys something that we have to talk about. This is kind of weird. They will be able to use rangefinders, uh, as we call them, what laser tracking devices or whatever, however they're technically uh, referred to. But we, most of us call them a rangefinder. And for those that don't know, it's the little thing you click on the eye, you see, oh, we're 142 yards away, and it's that easy. Um, a couple of questions here. One, will everybody use a rangefinder? Will all of them use a rangefinder? Will it matter? Will it slow down the play? Because I know these guys want to you know, take out their laser and they click it, like I said, to 142. But they're still going to walk it off, uh, everything, and, and get, get all, their, uh, all their measurements and yardages down. And then it's just going to be an extra, one extra data point, I believe. So w- instead of a rangefinder, would they be better with, like, a windsock or something next week out there at Kiwa Island? I mean, how, how, will this affect the tournament? Will we even notice it other than the fact that we might see them clicking a, a rangefinder every now and then? I don't personally. I don't think it's a whole lot different because you know they're playing practice rounds. They all 
you're using them. The caddies are using them. So they, they, they have that down to such a science without using it. So is it an advantage? Yeah, maybe. Actually, I think it could speed up play because it might take away some of the looking through the yardage book and trying to figure out exactly uh, the wind, obviously, is a whole different call. So, But that's a normal thing. So, no, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll see anything different from it. No, I agree. Um, and, Derek, I know it's a tongue-in-cheek comment, but I think the windsock would definitely help at Kiowa yeah. Island. More yeah, are you allowed that. to do that? Can you bring, I mean, <laughs> yeah. can you bring a weather, a, a, a wind-measuring device with you out on the course? <laughs> if, if you could, they would have already done it. So the answer to that question is no. Um, I agree with JR. I mean, at the end of the day, during all the practice rounds, the caddies are certainly using rangefinders. Um, different from casual golfers when we go to use the range finder we really care about one number you know we shoot the flag it's 142 and that's kind of the last input we have it's going to take more steps than that for the pros because they want to know what the carry number is to the front they want to know what the carry number is to bunkers they want to know the number to the back of the green so they don't go over so the yardage book is most certainly still going to be in play but I think if you can get that initial number, the goal of the PGA of America and all of golf is to speed up golf. Um, at the end of the day, I think, JR, we didn't touch on it, but some of the challenges of the growth of the game is the fact people have less time than they've Absolutely. ever had before, which you touched on when the pandemic hit. People had more time, so they found themselves back to the game. So if there's any way to speed up play um, and to, to show people that it's okay to emulate the pros and use a rangefinder, then I think that's the, the long-term goal. But, but you're still going to have to go to the book. At the end of the day, you don't right. care about maybe the most irrelevant number to the pros that's the most relevant to the amateurs is how far is it to the pin. Um, that is not the number that's most important to them. It's carry number over bunker, carry number to the front of the green. And those courses play so difficult that you're, you're never playing exact yardages to the, to the flag stick. You're playing to where you want to land the ball and let it release to the flag. You agree? with that jr that's 100 percent correct you couldn't have said it any better than that you know again the, the number of the pins important but they don't they're not they're not aiming at the pins they're aiming at a spot and they hit the spot and that's what makes them so much better than anybody else that plays the game obviously they 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 look to hit it to a a, a very small area we look to hit the ball on the green guys and we're that's, lucky it's huge oh, sorry jr we that's are a, lucky no, brian is not here as I think all of us have referred to the flagstick as the pin, and he will not let us get get away with that. It, it's, it's called a flagstick, and it's a hole location. It's not a pin location. So a um, good thing Brian's out on the golf course, so he doesn't have to chastise us. But um, you know, when when you bail on the team, you really don't have. Yeah, much right. Yeah, we don't. We don't okay. He's That's out right. there making bogeys anyways. No, no, no. Hopefully they're doing well. <laughs> let me, I, I did admit, not to get off track. What what are they doing out there? Are they doing doing best ball or? It's a it's a two man two man two person best ball. Uh, they're playing in the scratch division, so you know, it's it's real golf. Right. Uh, the other f- five other flights are playing with their handicap. They get full handicap, and they take the one best net score of the two, and that's their team score. Okay, good deal. I was just curious about that. Yeah. Well, speaking now, of I numbers, still hold the record as a three time champion in What's the scratch that? division. Do I have the record? Yeah, I think you do, three times. I think you do. A little humble brag there from Ollie. Nothing wrong with that. I, just, I didn't notice the wall. Just, of just checking the numbers. It's, down, it's, down, it's downstairs in the balls of the building now, Ollie. <laughs> I've been stuck down there before. It's in the balls. <laughs> big, big numbers of championships for Ollie's. And still, uh, going back to the PGA Championship, when it comes to numbers, I always just care about the odds. Uh, I want to see who's going to give me a best shot. Rory up there at, at 10 to 1. I, I just can't do it. Uh, just to give everybody an idea, we got John Rahm, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson all there as your second favorites at twelve to one. Jordan Spieth and Bryson DeChambeau coming at fourteen to one. 
Kepka Shoffley at 16. And then uh, an interesting group, Colin Morikawa, Hideki Matsuyama, Patrick Cantlay, all at 27-1. I like that. Just let me throw out, as if anybody cares, Justin Rose, tied for third here in 2012. He's been playing pretty decent golf lately. 40-1. to I'll take, uh, I'll take those long shot with Justin Rose. What do you guys like? Um, I like the I like the top of that board a lot better. Um, I, oh, I had to put money. We got to we got to uh, put the long odds, Ollie. Come on. Yeah, Justin. If he was like a hundred to one, I might bet on Justin Rose right now. Um, there's a difference between playing good golf and playing championship golf, and I think he struggled to to play championship golf in the last couple of seasons. So. Or he's played good. But like you know, Ollie, it's the same thing. It's putting four rounds together, and that's again kind of that is you know, fair. I think happened in the Masters. I, I tell you what, my long shot guy would be Cantlay at twenty-seven to one. If I had to bet a long shot, yeah, uh, great golf swing, um, really cool head under pressure. I'd like those odds. Out of curiosity, while you've got those odds pulled up, what is uh, what is the current money line on Ricky Fowler? Uh, Ollie, you know, I only went down to like 50, the top 50 odds. I mean, <laughs> off the board. I mean, I, I, it's probably like 100 125 or something like that at least. I mean, it's got to yeah, be if, better. If I'm going to take a long shot, he's probably at 1,001. I'm yeah, going to go with the special exemption, yeah. Ricky Fowler. Hey, I threw out the long shot, and you guys just just ripped it apart on me. But well, I know. went at 27 to 1. No, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, Cantley, I mean, yeah, Cantley's going to break through, right? And then. Uh, it's, it'll be fun to see Hideki Matsuyama uh, respond, and then Colin Morikawa, you're defending ch- Colin Morikawa, you're defending a uh, champion. All those guys at twenty-seven to one. So there's some uh, there's some value out there. But uh, we are not degenerates. We're just going to watch the we're just going to watch the tournament and enjoy it. Uh, speaking of uh, well, enjoying a tournament, some bad news coming out of college golf. We've got a uh, a big exemption to talk about. Uh, still plenty to come here on the golf show on the fan six eighty nine three seven FM. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the Golf Show, presented by Mizuno, Atlanta's hometown premium performance sports brand. Now back to Brian Katrick and Mike Paul on Atlanta's Golf Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. No Brian Katrick, no Brian, uh, no Mike Paul right now. BK is out at the Dogwood Invitational with his man Terrell Buckley as they uh, compete for the member member. Uh, what would be uh, another title for, for BK as he uh, looks to add to the trophy case. But Ollie Dean and J.R. Ross, the head pro out there at, uh, at Dogwood, both joining us here. I'm Derek Thomas and for, uh, Mr. Brian Catrick. Uh Coming up in just a few minutes, one of the big golfers said he would never do this. Was he lying or something? Something ain't right. We'll get to that next. Uh, but right now, just... 
an unfortunate story. Uh, college golf rarely makes headlines, if we're being honest. Um, ladies golf just uh, doesn't usually, you know, head sports center or even get all that much time even on the golf channel. But just some unsor- unfortunate circumstances over the uh, over this last week. Uh, they, For those that don't know, some of you I'm sure are well aware they do the the regional the NCAA regionals for the for the women all over the country. There's I don't know five or six of them or whatever, and the top six teams each advance. They had some inclement weather, uh, some some tough tough weather down there in Baton Rouge for the Baton Rouge women's regional. And a long story short, uh, not not a shot was hit. Uh, they didn't even play. They they canceled the tournament before they even started. And the, the big controversy was that it felt, a lot of people felt like they could have played. Uh, the director of athletics, Fairleigh Dixon, his name is Brad Hurl, but he was the NCAA committee representative that basically had to come out. He just walks down. If you haven't seen the Twitter, I, want, I almost wanted to play the sound. Uh, if you haven't seen it on Twitter, you can check it out. It, it, but it's just heartbreaking. Uh, the guy comes out, says, yes, even though the course is playable, or I, I, it's not playable under championship conditions, and all the girls and all the coaches are all just kind of like, "Well, what the hell does that even mean? We're here, we can play." Uh, we saw ton, tons of other examples of where people where, where they had had tournaments and even worse conditions. They could have the, the the nationals don't even start until this Friday, May twenty first. They could have gotten on. Long story short, a lot of these teams uh, it, it didn't work out. One of them was Kennesaw State, uh, but maybe. Something could be happening. Uh, guys, this was just heartbreaking for me. I can't imagine my collegiate career being ended because they just said, we're just not going to play, guys. Certainly heartbreaking. Um, I think that that's the most important takeaway if you're any sort of human being. Um, and I think you touched on it, the empathy that you had to feel for those girls and those players when there's no better way to describe it. An administrator walks down the steps, um, summarily dismisses the tournament, and then turns around and, and walks up the steps. Obviously, I think in in hindsight, the NCAA um, would have liked to handle that situation um, a completely different way. Um, you touched on some of the vocabulary that was used. It's really tough when you're a senior um, and you're trying to, to get to you know the NCAA championship rounds, and they tell you the course is playable, but it's not playable at a championship level. I'm sure those those ladies had the same questions that you had. What does that mean? Um, it is completely unfortunate, and my heart breaks for, for those ladies, um, especially with the fact that I believe their spring season last year was canceled because of the pandemic. So, yes. so now you got girls that, you know, through their junior and senior year um, have seen, you know, outside forces um, – Cause them to, to not be able to play the game they love and to compete at the highest level. So definitely heartbreaking. But there is another side to this. Um, and I know it's not popular to, to side with the NCAA, but there are some circumstances that, that I think were kind of lost in the, the social media outrage um, that came after you know the announcement was made public. And that is the course did receive seven inches of rain uh, during the time that they were there. Um, there is a bidding process for the NCAA to host events, um, you know, they they get the golf course, let's say rent the golf course, for lack of a better term, for a finite amount of time. Um, and the golf courses have events that are scheduled 
you know, bookended to, to that time that they give the, the course away to the NCAA. And whether it's an alumni tournament, whether it's a corporate outing, you know, the golf course has commitments as well. So, so just to push the tournament back would have been a challenge and, and not been part of the contract. So, you know, it's not as easy as people would, would like for it to be. The other thing is, you know, what is a championship-level test? And this is an NCAA regional. You're trying to identify the best golf teams and the best individual golfers to move to, you know, the NCAA championship. And they would have had to shorten that golf course. Um, the NCAA representative went on Golf Channel and said, you know, to a par 66, you know, just over 6,000 yards. And do you really want to, you know, try and identify the best golfers that are, are, are going to compete for a national championship and what would – you know, equate to an executive golf course. The bunkers would have been out of play. It would have been incredibly short. They would have turned par fives into par fours. They would have turned par fours into par threes. And there was an, actually a video that one of the coaches did where she was walking the fairway. And literally with every step, you could hear casual water come up. And, and so to get relief, to be able to find relief, I'm not sure all the teams could have gotten 18 holes in, even at you know, an executive level distance. So there is another side of this story. Yeah, I mean, I guess, Ali, I listen to everything you say and understanding, you know, the the level that they're looking to compete at and the relevance and the importance of what they're accomplishing. The only, the only side note that I would make from it is is you have to remember still they're all playing the same golf course. They're all playing the same conditions. Uh, I've never complained about a tournament set up, the course set up at a tournament. I mean, everybody's playing the same golf course. So, yeah, I think if you could have moved it, Obviously, you can't because of the things that you talked about, and that's rightfully so. Playing under the same conditions to take it away from the girls, and again, after last year, the pandemic and everything, I just think it's unfortunate, but I think you got to let them play even at that level and say, you know what, um, there's the, – and I wouldn't put an asterisk next to it either. I mean, they, they still competed. I mean uh, – We've seen some funnier things in sports. Agreed. Uh, but at the end of the day, and I know this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek analogy, but let's say you know, you're trying to qualify for the Final Four, mm-hmm. and the basketball court is unplayable. So you're just going to line people up and have free throw shots? Well, I think that's well, hold more on. Like, okay, hold on. all right. Are you going to line people up and just decide who gets to the Final Four by shooting free throws? Or do you want to test every aspect of the game to define a champion? And if you're reducing, and you know this, if you're reducing a golf course to what – would be an executive level mm-hmm. i don't know that you're testing all the shots in the bag for those girls to decide to move on certainly not doing that and i agree but again i think the basketball court being under that, that's a good analogy but that's more of an injury issue no one's going to go out there and get hurt because they're playing a shorter golf course so yeah it's not the best test but again it's still a test I don't know. I, it, I I let them play. It's it's unfortunate all around. I think we all agree about that. So, um, and like and as always said, there's there's only so much that could be done about it. Well, guys, we got to wrap it up. Jr. Jr. Ross, thank you for joining us for Mr. Ali thank Dean. You. Uh, good luck to Brian Cater and Terrell Buckley out there on the dogwood. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about a lot of PGA Championship. We got the third annual Once in a Lifetime Classic coming up at the Cross Creek. Uh, all sorts of fun things to talk about on the golf show. We'll catch you next week. Braves baseball coming up on the fan. We love you. See you next week on the golf show. The podcast.
podcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. 